This music means it's time to talk movies. I'm Jill Hopkins. I'm Daniel Kisslinger. Joining us in the studio like he does every Friday. This time he's got a bionic knee. It's the real critic, Reggie Ponder. Reggie's in the house. And I got my sidekick with me. It's true. Carrie Ponder's in the house. Shut out. <laughs> Brad Fagerholm is here from IndieOutlook.com and RogerEbert.com. It is the sweet spot of the film industry. We are smack dab in the middle of award season. So we're going to talk about box office numbers, number one. We'll get into those Oscar nominations that got announced this week. And Matt says that the Spirit Awards is what we should all really be paying attention to. Oh, yeah. That's the one to watch this year, for sure. I am excited. Uh, I have seen some films this year, not just the Fire Festival documentaries, (laughs) although I did watch both of those. (laughs) And I'm actually curious if either of you got a chance to watch those crazy, crazy movies. I'm looking forward. I think there's one on uh, Netflix, right? There's a Netflix one and there's a Hulu one. Yeah. Uh, If I may recommend... that you should watch the Hulu one first mm. and then the Netflix one. Interesting. Why so? Oh, why would The that? Hulu one gets into like the backstory of Billy McFarlane more, ah. so you kind of get more context as to like how this hubris was acquired. Oh. And then the, the the Netflix one gets into the more of the nitty gritty of the actual The actual events. event. Yeah. yeah. Also the, the Netflix one. What is like one, the greatest party that never happened? What, yeah. An aside to that is that it's so interesting to see these companies battling uh, Amazon, Netflix, Hulu. I mean what they are doing in terms of really changing the landscape of what we watch is, is actually really impressive. Yeah. Uh, and they're spending money. They are spending they're, so they're much spending money. money. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering. We just, I just met Daniel, so he's not included. I'm sorry. But I'm wondering if you... Well, I'll see y'all later. If, <laughs> no, no. Stay, if, stay. if you, uh, Matt, and myself could really go ahead and start the studio. This our production studio. Yes, yeah, our production studio. Can we just can we just right now just not even talk to the to the audience? Just draw up the contract. Okay, I mean, I I think that there's paperwork involved, <laughs> maybe with the city. Do we are we an LLC? Like what's going on right now? All we need is a hashtag. Hashtag I hate Matt will be the show that goes. I hate Matt right. Studios. I feel like you, you need a somehow you need like a permit from the park district for some reason. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Since parking you want to do anything? Yeah. yeah, maybe yeah. I can talk to Burke about that. <laughs> Ten thousand dollars to get you whatever you want. <laughs> it's absolute man. I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let's get into uh, some people with actual uh, studios with actual money and uh, find out who is the winner at the block box office this week. Do you have a, a sound effect for that one? Because I heard it shatter. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. I see what's happening. Uh, M. Night uh is uh, back in full effect with. Uh, would you call? I'd say a- I'd say his glass is half full on this one. Ooh. That's what I'd say. But, but what I'll say, what I what I will say is that it is part of this whole trilogy. It's unbreakable, yeah. split, and then a um, forced trilogy. It, 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 it's a forced trilogy, <laughs> but look, it's a forced trilogy to make some money. Now I didn't see this. This is so I can't really talk about. What whether it was good or not. You saw it, Matt? Yeah. Okay, so he it's says... It's a waste of he, Sam Jackson and everyone else. But oh, except damn. James McAvoy's good. He's always good. It's, he it's always like, good. He's the reason to watch Split. He's the reason to watch Glass. But I just thought it was a lousy ending to this story. Wow. If wow. it is. Yeah, wow, so you heard that from Matt Fagerholm. Yeah. Uh, that was just me, but some people uh, Matt says might that like it, it. it was lousy, but this one made almost... 
46, 47 million dollars at the box office. So we, we talked about this last week, Jill. That uh, I knew it would be number one. It didn't. It really didn't matter whether it was going to be a good good film or not. No. That this one really was going to because Split was like the preview for this movie. It yeah. was all the setup to see. We want to see Bruce Willis. We want to see Sam Jackson and James McAvoy all in the same movie. And that is that that was enticing even to me. I was like, well, it'll be cool to see these three guys work off each other. A, a, and, a lot of people thought that just, that would be the upside. But, yeah, end up but, in Nurse Ratched's hospital. <laughs> <laughs> so what? <laughs> Anyways, so Glass is making all sorts of cash uh, this week. Uh, tell so, us so, so, so about Jill, some more of the top five. But Jill, really quickly, yeah. is that when we talk about our studio, we always talk about these horror movies or things that are in that in that genre. Mm-hmm. And this one again, look at the budget: twenty million dollars to make. So they're all they're off and running, and they're really happy. Blumhouse, ma- as you know. The mastermind, I think, behind a yeah, lot of this. Yeah, too. so so really cool, and from a from a dollar standpoint, uh, the you thought that the upside was the the, the split was going to be the upside, <laughs> but the upside <laughs> is really number two, uh. and um and again uh, we talked about this uh, as well, but it cost uh thirty seven um million to make, mm-hmm. a lot more than Glass, mm. uh, and I think that's because they probably pay uh, Kevin Hart. Uh, a whole heck of a lot of money, no. And the foreign uh, film it's based on, The Intouchables, was a huge hit well, overseas. So uh, the mayor they were thinking this one might perform right, this, I better. I think Brian Cranston, people was, just miss seeing him on the screen yeah. all mm-hmm. the time. So I, I think that was a big draw. Mm-hmm. Aquaman out here making buku dollars. Bu- buku dollars. <laughs> uh, again, it's the first uh, film from the DC franchise to to hit that one billion mark. So so really good for that. Uh, and Julie, we, Julie Andrews can now say she beat Mary Poppins at the box office because she's the giant sea creature in this movie. Just made, that's the funniest thing. So if you didn't the funniest know headline of last and, year. And, and Matt has all of these other tidbits that that's why you just have to have them come in because who 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 knew? Who knew? That's her. Right. That's her. She's the big sea creature at the end. I have not seen Aquaman yet. I don't feel as though I can trust myself in public with all of that Jason Momoa. Might be. That's more of like a home screening yeah, type that's, situation. That's, Reggie's daughter is, is nodding approvingly. Yeah, that. absolutely. I don't. I don't need the rest of the world to, to know what that face looks like. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa is everybody's type. So he really is. Yeah. You, you, you liked him in the water, Jill. I like him in the water. I like him on land. He could be flying. Take him on an airplane. So, so you sound like uh, the opposite of Green Eggs and Ham. I like I do. <laughs> I do want Aquaman. I do like Mama. Boats. I do. <laughs> oh, wow. 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 I, I, in a yeah. boat on a boat? <laughs> I don't care. Anymore in a man. car going far. Also, shout out to Lisa Bonet. Uh, for really just having great taste. Mm. Just mm. wow, wow! Like, man. and she had the taste to leave the Cosby Show too. So she tried to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag listen to Lisa. Wow, wow! This is really getting deep, deep into the sea. Uh, my goodness! Wow! It's nine nineteen on the morning app, powered by Vocalo. We're talking films and much more with Reggie Ponder, Matt Fagerholm, Jill, and Daniel. Here we are going over some box office numbers. Dragon Ball. This makes me miss Brian Babylon. This was his his thing. He's a big Dragon Ball fan. I have not. I don't, I'm not all that familiar with the Dragon Ball universe. I, I need Matt's help. Matt. Oh no, not, not, <laughs> I didn't so grow up in it. But is, is this a new movie that is now? Uh, no, 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 no. This is more. This is, is more than one, right? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> this is Dragon Ball Bro, Broly. Uh, 
I don't know anything about it. Is didn't, this a limited theatrical release, or is this did, everywhere? Didn't see it. It's at a hundred. I mean, um, uh, a one th- a 1200, uh, 1200 theaters. So, oh, okay. Theaters. Okay, so that's that's a pretty sizable so, release. So it's out there, and it made it has uh, its fans. It made twelve twelve million dollars at the box office. Uh, they don't. They don't tell us how much this one costs. Dragon Ball uh, Super Broly. Okay. Yeah, yeah, All right. Yeah. Oh, a, hey. I'm just picking words out of a hat <laughs> at this point. I mean, I'm sure January is a slow month. You know. <laughs> Spider Man still holding tight at number five. Just doing a a, a really good job at, in in and of itself. What's really interesting about going to win the Oscar. What, what's really interesting about this this film? Yeah, uh, Matt. This was fantastic. Yeah. A- a- absolutely. And it fair. deserves the Oscar too. Um, I I I think that. Oh, uh, hold on. I think a report is coming in. <laughs> is, is that is that Carrie Ponder saying that she wanted to say something about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse? Yes. Oh. Breaking there news. <laughs> I'm an animation major, so like seeing uh. just the animation that went into it is beautiful because I believe it was some 3D animation that they really used like 2D, like they really pushed to look hmm. like 2D and have an awesome like kind of like old-fashioned 3D effect sometimes as well. Oh, I I. I would. Lo- I understood some of those words, <laughs> and I like them. Have you ever seen? Have you ever seen anything that kind of looked similar to that before on the big screen? I don't. I don't think that I have because I think that it pushed into a lot of different um, styles mm-hmm. that were really cool, um, and like just the visual like language that it that it used was beautiful. Cool. See, I'd love. I love to hear about this from people who understand animation, because as someone who's just a critic who loves movies and loves great animated films, I've never seen animation like this ever. I mean, it had this energy and life where you almost wanted to freeze frame it because it's such a mashup of different styles. When you get all the different types of Spider-Man in there, it's this is like the hand-drawn ones, more three-dimensional, and everything just works together so well. I've never had that kind of eyeful since like Roger Rabbit. Basically. So, so what's really interesting is that when Matt gets animated himself, <laughs> he, I, I hadn't even seen it yet. And you you like, haven't seen this? No, no, oh, okay. I hadn't when oh, okay. you when you saw it. And oh, you, okay. He was like, oh, oh, this this is so good, this is so good. <laughs> and he couldn't even like like talk, right? <laughs> it's infectious his enthusiasm. But I understood why because it really, really yeah. was this good. I, and I, I I agree with you. I think yeah. that this will win the Oscar. And I saw it in a theater full of college kids, and I got a standing ovation. So that's, oh, very it's been a while nice. since I've seen that. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully we'll hear more from the Spider Verse outside of the uh, you know Avengers movies. We'll, but, hear, but, we'll hear more. But believe it or not, Jill, what's interesting about this film is that it's it hasn't cracked two hundred million domestically, and everybody's saying how it's such a masterpiece. I haven't heard one person who went to see this film who didn't like it. Mm-hmm. So I am very, very curious. It, it actually boggles my mind that this wouldn't be one of those $500 million it's, films. It's the prejudice against, well, it's an animated film, so it's going to be for the younger kids. And it's also, well, we have the MCU that were so oversaturated anyway with superheroes. I didn't want to see a super a Spider-Man animated film. Just like that concept was like, I'm sick, I'm, I'm done, I've seen enough superheroes, but this is better than any MCU movie, yeah, in and, my opinion. And, and, I, and I really talk about how this does satisfy that that uh, it, it, it actually helps you break up that superhero fatigue. Yes, so because it's entirely fresh. It's entirely fresh and entirely different. And uh, and Miles Morales is a great character. It, it is. This is it, scary on this one for me is that I don't know if I want to see another one. 
because <laughs> yeah. I don't want them yeah. to mess it up. Sure. Because it, sure. It, I do want to see another one, but I don't want to see it. Okay. It has it. to be the same writers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So really those, good. Those Lego movie guys. Are I amazing. think whether you want it or not, give it a year and a half. There'll be a completely different Spider-Man movie with a completely different cat. They just keep running that one back. Let's <laughs> go back to yeah. Tobey Maguire. Yeah. <laughs> no. No. No doubt. No doubt. You're Next time there's right, a five, Danny. seven, twenty-year-old white kid, someone else will be <laughs> Spider-Man. Don't worry. I'm Jill Hopkins. I'm Daniel Kisslinger. And uh, we got a whole passel of people in the studio today. Matt Fagerholm is here. Reggie Ponder's here. Carrie Ponder's here. Uh, y'all, it's Oscar time. Uh, Roma and the Favorite lead the nominations for the 91st Academy Awards with 10 nominations each. Both films were nominated for Best Picture alongside Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, A Star is Born, Vice, and Green Book. We have uh, Glenn Close picking up an Academy Award nomination. Let's just say she picks up the Academy Award. <laughs> I think I it's mean, pretty much a sure thing. I, I would, uh, I'm actually surprised that she does not have more yeah. awards. Like when I found out that she had never won a Golden Globe before. For, 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 for a, a movie. movie. Yeah, because she'd won, like, she'd won for TV, for, I think for damages. Yeah, but, yeah, but I was like, what? How? Mm-hmm. How? How? That's right. And also in the big how uh, column. How are we just now getting around to Spike Lee? Yes. So yeah. we've got some questions yes. that need answers, and I'm glad y'all are in the studio. Absolutely. Uh, Reggie, you, yeah. you seemed wanting to chime in on this, <laughs> the Spike Lee no, conversation. No, no, the first thing I, I want to talk about, let's just go through it in order. And, and I know Matt has some talk, some thoughts about Best Picture. Okay. So Best Picture. You want to start with Picture? Okay. All right. So we've got Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, The Favorite. Green Book, Roma, A Star is Born, and Vice. Okay, here's here's what I'll say. Green Book and Bohemian Rhapsody were the best picture winners at the Golden Globes, but each of them have the least amount of nominations of the best pictures. They each have five nominations each. But when you are trying to predict what is going to win the top prize, you have to look at what's nominated for, in, in two different categories, best director and best editing. Now, neither Green Book or Bohemian Rhapsody are up for best director, but they're up for best editing. So I think whatever wins editing that night has a better chance of taking the top prize. Mm. So it's really just more of a technical observation I have here. Wow. But I don't know. I, I personally would love to see, out of all of these, I'd love to see Roma win or Black Klansman. Because I, I, the more I'm thinking about Black Klansman, I'm like, you know, this one really could take it all because it's up for it's up for editing, it's up for director, it's up for a lot of the major ones. It, so. it, 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 it could, but it's a taste film. It, this this uh, Jill is really helping me out today because I'm yeah. not I'm, I'm usually in the mic and on the mic. Uh, oh hey, on the turntable. Yeah. Um, but I, I I think it's a taste film though because a lot of people did not see this see this movie and uh, and it's and, their loss. And, Why not? And, 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 but but there's also so many nuances and stuff that's that's happening in there. I, Spike did a, phenom- a phenomenal job. There's job. a lot of nuanced films nominated this yeah, year. A- absolutely. Not Bohemian Rhapsody. The, the thing that I like about <laughs> the Best Picture Jill is that the diversity here is is huge. When yeah. you when you think about Black Panther, Black Klansman, Bohemian Rhapsody, Roma, and Green Book, you're like, whoa! Yeah, you've yeah. got a superhero movie. You've I, got I, a bunch of films that touch on various social uh, issues. You yeah. got a couple of musicals for all yes. intents and purposes, and, and at least two really like female-based stories: The Favorite yep. and yeah. Roma. Absolutely. 
Um, I just I'm still unsatisfied with with the with the Black Panther nomination. As much as I think it's it's cool, it got the best yeah. picture nomination. It we should know. have gotten a lot more substantial nominations. Oh, I, I, I totally to justify. I totally it. agree. But staying with this category, what is my problem with the best picture category? There's just a big problem here. There's a big hole. Where in the heck is Carmen Sandiego? I mean, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, where in the heck is if Bill Street could talk? That's a good hmm. question. And is that a question lots of people are asking? This is by far, for me, my number one, my favorite film of the year. I know, Matt, we've talked about it. It wasn't your favorite. But Roma, you know what? I, Roma I, was yours. and uh, Well, Roma and Eighth Grade, I'd love to see nominated First Reformed. I'd love to see nominated Leave No Trace. There's a lot of ones in my top ten that didn't make it. But I'll say this. I watched Beale Street again just a few nights ago. And it really is one of the best films of the year. And it, it is, I mean, it's so much superior <laughs> superior to Green Book and Vice and Bohemian Rhapsody. And yeah, so yeah. I, it I, it is. Know. So that's, that's my missing on that one. Even so, Black Panther, as much as I enjoyed that, it's like, I think Beale Street would have been one of the more deserving. So, so the African American Film Critics Association voted Black Panther as our number one film. Mm -hmm. And I still voted for. If Bill Street could mm -hmm. talk, this film just grabbed me, mm -hmm. and it said so much to me that I that yeah. I, I I think is actually this is the one of the few times I'm going to say it's egregious mm -hmm. that it's not in the best picture uh, category. You brought up the best director, Matt. Uh, we can dive yeah. into that with Spike Lee getting his first ever Academy Award first nomination. First ever best director nomination, which is crazy when you think about who won the year. <laughs> that Do the Right Thing came out, well, Driving Miss Daisy. This is history all over again, Jill. Now we have the Driving Miss Daisy film, Green Book, Green Book ooh. going up against now <laughs> listen. The, the, the best film of Spike Lee's career, best narrative film of Spike Lee's career since Do the Right Thing. We have Pavel Polakowski for Cold War, Yorgos Lend. Lanthimos for the favorites. Yes, Yorgos Lanthimos. Alfonso Cuaron for Roma and Adam McKay for Vice. All very different films. I'm all very Alfonso glad. Will Alfonso yeah. will win. What did, what did you all think of Roma? I, I think it's a masterpiece. From a directorial standpoint. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it's, I mean, he had to rebuild Mexico City from the 1970s. It's such, I mean, just on a technical level, it's incredible, but on an emotional level, getting into the plight of this woman, this maid, how she connects with the other woman that she's working for, and this, this whole concept of bringing new life into a chaotic world and yeah. and and the uh cost of that i think it's it's just one of the great works of cinema this year so yeah i have no problem if alfonso wins but my heart wants spike lee to win my so, heart and just here's wants why. to hear the acceptance well speech. i want to hear the acceptance <laughs> speech a black director has never won okay just never. come on just do the right thing that never category. won in this category <laughs> not even when moonlight won picture or 12 years a slave won picture they never won best now director. let me ask you this the Academy Awards uh, and the Golden Globes, to a degree as well, have kind of a reputation for uh, what people call like the Legacy Award. Like uh -huh. maybe this is not the best thing that you've ever done. Oh, we're Oscars are up... usually the Legacy. Yeah, awards. Absolutely. so we're going to try to make up for for past. Uh, wrongs. fast wrongs and give you this award despite mm -hmm. the fact that maybe a different uh, actor a different film or whatever and Alfonso's already won for Gravity actually I think four I, of the five last directors have been Mexican which, yeah, which is cool because right. there are some incredible a Mexican directors absolutely. and that's not saying well now we can uh, and that's the know. only place that's the only place that Latinos have been doing well um, mm -hmm. is, is in that in that director spot yeah. hmm. um, Birdman they, The Revenant Gravity and uh, Shape of Water and, and so when you hmm. when you look from an acting perspective perspective you say wow how can you have uh, i know we're in the directing category but but this is to your point 
about how can you have something as best picture and then you don't have it as the best director mm-hmm. and so the so same, Chicago won best picture without being nominated for best director right. like there's certain anomalies uh, absolutely. like that how, yeah. so how do you have Roma as as best director and you don't have the actress as best actress oh she's yeah. up for best she, actress she okay. oh, oh she's up okay. not only is she up for best actress the one that plays uh you know her boss you know the, the family she works for she's up for supporting Ex- actress excellent so excellent. It, it, I didn't yeah see it's that. gotten so, a lot yeah. of love this Fantastic. year and uh yalitza Arparicio is the first indigenous mexican woman to be nominated for any academy and she's brilliant this is her first bit of acting ever on camera Shut so up. yeah mm-hmm. this is this she, is the first she, performance she of is I, the only thing for me matt is that mm-hmm. roma didn't touch me like it touched you sure it's that it, it, it 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 just it, it's a it's a beautiful film mm. but i didn't walk away from this film saying to myself man i i want to see it again my litmus mm. test always is would i sit down and watch it again and for me roma just wasn't one of those films that's interesting I, I i i'd see it again tomorrow like i took my sister when i was playing 70 millimeter the music box we were like sobbing at the end but, 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 but things but, are going to be subjective right but know? you're the guy who watched la la land seven times man <laughs> i did i'm still talking to theodore about this i mean like who would do that but anyway i also stand behind mary poppins returns what's 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 next what's next jill well, uh, we've got some actors that are looking for attention. Lead actor Christian Bale and Vice, Bradley Cooper and A Star is Born, Willem Dafoe at Eternity's Gate, Rami Malek for Bohemian Rhapsody, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. This is just an uninspiring category to Man, me this year. I don't know why. people really love a strong jawline. Those <laughs> yeah. are five of the strongest jawlines well, in the they, game. Well, they did a really good job oh, of hiding oh, Christian Bale's oh, strong guys, jawline. Guys, I'm, I'm, I'm but sorry. But it's in there. I'm, I'm sorry, but uh, Pam... Uh, um, <laughs> Pamela Powell yeah. uh, says that for the 86th year, there's um, no women nominated for Best Director. Hmm. So she oh, wants yeah, to, oh, yeah. to make oh, sure we're going to get to that, that, in the that, that we, since oh. we talked about directors. But I'm sorry. Uh, back to the actors. I know. I mean, Christian Bale's going to win because he's unrecognizable and he's brilliant as Dick Cheney. The movie really itself has was issues. Very good though. He and, he's going to win. Sam Rockwell really. I remember the scene yeah. in in Vice mm-hmm. where uh, Christian Bale is Dick Cheney yeah. and Sam Rockwell is George W. Bush, and they're sitting here. I'm like, these are two of like my Hollywood crushes here, looking yeah. so revolting. Yes. I am so upset during this scene. <laughs> I want to punch them both in the face. Yes. That's good acting. But yes. here, here, here's my I, problem with that category. I believe that um, that uh, that Christian Bale was phenomenal because and, uh-huh. and, 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 he was not recognizable. I actually yeah, thought I actually thought that I was watching Dick Cheney. Yeah. But here's my problem with the category. How do you get Viggo Mort- uh, Mortensen uh, as leading and not? Not well, Mahershala. not Mahershala Ali. I guess technically I, he has more screen time, but I, I agree. I think Mahershala is a co-lead. I, I don't think that's a supporting performance. It, it's not a. It's and it not, shouldn't be a supporting it, performance. It, it, but you it, know, it, it's not a, a support. But but this uh, this is to that point mm-hmm. that the viewpoint by which this film was written. Yes, right. It's and, definitely from the white. It's, it's from the white the person's perspective, yeah. and it's actually borne out in how they did these awards. And they as didn't well. even bother contacting Don Shirley's family. Yeah, we can go into that. Didn't whole even thing. didn't the, even do that. The, well, well, the person missing from this category is Ethan Hawke, who gave his best performance oh, of his yeah, career you and said first that performed. When that movie came. That out, was his best was... performance. So. <laughs> who, who who would you take out? You take out. Ron? I would take out Vigo. Vigo, oh, absolutely. He's good. It's it's not he a is. great performance. He is. Rehearsal is the great performance in that movie. I want an award show about award shows. Can we get that? 
uh, I think that's what we've become. I think we, we, we can do a musical. We can. Matt Fagerholm is here. Reggie Ponder is here. We are talking award shows, and uh, we're right on the verge of the 2019 Film Independent Spirit Awards. Those will be held on February 23rd. The day before the Oscars. The day before the Oscars on a beach... In Santa in Monica. In, in, a, a in, in a drafty tent. Yep. <laughs> uh, and it will be broadcast live to IFC. Uh, let's meet this year's nominees. But before we do, Matt Fragerholm, tell us why this uh, award show is must-see TV. Well, for, for one, if Beale Street Could Talk is up for Best Picture. Oh, okay. So and, they got and, that right. And Best Director. <laughs> uh, the other Best Picture nominees are Eighth Grade, which was my personal favorite of the year, First Reformed, which I think is absolutely brilliant, uh, Leave No Trace, also in my top ten, and You Were Never Really Here, which was a which was a little scene thriller with Joaquin Phoenix I thought was brilliant. Also, if you look at the Best Director nominees, three of the five are women. Three of the five. And this isn't just to make a statement. Like, these... Filmmakers made great, great work this year. Deborah Granick, who did Winner's Bone with Jennifer Lawrence, she's back for Leave No Trace. Barry Jenkins, if Beale Street could talk. Tamara Jenkins with this wonderful film, Private Life, about this middle-aged couple trying to conceive. Paul Giamatti's in that. Um, you can find that on Netflix. Uh, Lynn Ramsey for You Were Never Really Here. And then Paul Schrader for First Reformed. And hear about this. Paul Schrader wrote Taxi Driver. He wrote uh, Raging Bull. He wrote Last Temptation of Christ. Damn. He's never been nominated <laughs> never for been, an Oscar. Has his, never, his has best, never been nominated. His best that original screenplay nomination is his first nomination ever at the well, Oscars this year. That so is surprising. I'd love to see him get some love Can in you, this. I really like this category of best first feature. Yes. Where they're awarding people whose dreams are just starting to come true. Absolutely. And this is where I think some real magic is right now. We've got hereditary. Which so many people yeah, scared are the heck out of still me. Still talking about. I still have the marks on my arms for when Reggie grabbed me. <laughs> with all that. So, uh, but I'm I'm curious as to the chances of Boots Riley's Sorry to Bother. Yeah, you. excellent chances. I think that I think that could be the one time it it, it, it gets it, something this year. Awards in, in the best first screenplay. Best first, uh, best first screenplay. Uh, it goes. Uh, we've got Corey Finley for Thoroughbreds. Jennifer Fox with The Tale, uh, Christina Clough for Nancy, Bo Burnham for The That's Eighth Grade. Yes, he's I want Bo Burnham to win. Bo, That'd be great. Bo is going to win. But, and, I'll, but, and, but I'll say this. I won't be crying if Jennifer Fox wins for The Tale because that was brilliant. Tell, that, was, that was on HBO, and it's an amazing film. But what, what I'll tell you, Matt, is that yeah. you kept just crying about this movie Eighth Grade. Yeah. And you were making me, actually, you were making me upset. Actually, uncomfortable. Right? <laughs> right. But I... How so? How uh, so? No, because you loved it so I much. Did, I did. And I watched it the first time and it was like, it was good. Mm-hmm. I watched it the second time, and I, I'm, I'm sh- I, I really see where you're coming from. No, that's, I, I, well, see, the same thing happened with I, me and Beale Street. You know, I, it's like I, th- I, we connect with certain things that come somehow from our own experience in one way or another. We have and a that freeze was just frame like, of a handshake between you right that now. Was that, exactly. yeah, yeah, that, that was exactly. That was, yeah, yeah. that was, that was, there we go. There we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really see where you're coming from yeah. with this one. This this was a really a major achievement, much better than I thought it was the first time that I saw it. Yeah. I, it, it it's well, that's good. all. I mean, I just think it's a portrait of our modern anxiety. It's how we all feel like we're in middle school because we have a middle school bully as our president. Like it's <laughs> we're all dealing with anxiety and and then technology that's always trying to be like you know we have to okay how many likes am I getting how popular am I? It's just 
it, it feeds into that same part of your mind that was the essence of middle school. So I think it's just a it's, brilliant film. It's 9.48 on the morning amp, powered by Vocalo. We're talking about the Spirit Awards and how they're writing some of the wrongs that maybe the Oscars got. Uh, best male lead, this is when Ethan Hawke uh, comes in. Yeah, he'll, yeah, he'll win for that. In I First Reform. Yeah. also got John Cho with Searching. Yes, very good in that. Christian Malherios for Socrates. Joaquin Phoenix, You Were Never Really Here. And David Diggs. With blind spots. Yes, That's and that was a film that category. really, you know, yeah. and, and this is the this is just how unimaginative the Oscars are. If they really start looking at film, like sound is half the movie. If you watch Blind mm. Spotting, you concentrate on the sound. That is some of the best sound editing and mixing of the year. But instead, they just like okay, let's just nominate the same five movies for both sound categories. You and, know? And, and, and and Blind Spotting was a very very and a very ambitious film, mm -hmm. and uh, it 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 actually caught me off guard uh, because I I really wanted to know why they called it Blind Spotting, and I was waiting waiting waiting, <laughs> and, and eventually we get to oh it, we get it and and, get and, it. and I got it yeah. I, I I really got it on that one. Yeah. I one of the things that the Spirit Awards I don't I don't see so Matt I'll ask you do they have a um a costume design for the Spirit Awards because I did not see that. And mm -hmm. for the Oscars, uh, I got a chance to interview Ruth Carter oh, for yes. um, for Black Panther. Black Panther, yep. And, I think she's going to win. And, and hopefully thir the third time is the charm because yeah. she did a phenomenal job. Now, she's up against the favorite uh, for that yeah, as well, yeah. which, which uh, I mean, the costume... Again, great stuff. Uh, I, absolutely. I especially love how the men are much more overdone <laughs> costume-wise than the women. Absolutely. Great, yeah. So so anyway, but they don't have that award for the Spirit Awards. Uh, I don't think so, design. no. Yeah. They should, but yeah. Well, the Spirit Award uh, gets to be real creative with their award categories in a way that the Oscars don't. They have a, a category called Truer Than Fiction. Uh, that award, now in its 24th year, is presented to an emerging director of non-fiction features who has oh. not yet received significant uh, recognition. And that award comes with a check for $25,000. See, I yes. like that one. Well, I guys, like that one. I'm so glad you mentioned this, Jill, because the winner of that has already been announced. It is Bing Liu, who is from Chicago, from Cartemplin Films. Minding the Gap, the best documentary Minding of the year. The gap. And when mm. they announced that that got an Oscar nomination, that is when I woke up everyone on the floor of my apartment because I was so <laughs> excited for that. I'm so happy for him. And, and, and you wonder why people are saying, I hate Matt. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Fred Rogers is, is not very happy with me. And, and, and I, I would have loved if Won't You Be My Neighbor was up, but it got snubbed for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. So. It did. Well, I, I mean, she's, she's still alive. You didn't want to... Maybe it's that. It's, well, it's, it's the same reason Life Itself didn't get nominated. It's like, everyone knows this person. Let's go for the films that not as many people know about. That would be a really funny fight between Fred Rogers and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, though. I think I RPG is taking it. It would be the kindest fight ever. It would be the kindest fight ever, no. They'd be super nice to each other. There's a category called the Someone to Watch Award that is recognizing a talented filmmaker of singular vision who has not yet received appropriate recognition. That also comes with a big fat check for 25 Gs. Uh, the Producers Award honors emerging producers who, despite highly limited resources, demonstrate creativity, tenacity, and vision. They get 25 grand, too. And this is interesting. The Bonnie Award. Yes. The Bonnie Award. Sponsored by American Airlines. Bonnie uh, Tiberti Caputo joined American Airlines in 1973. She was 24 years old. Yeah. And she became the first female pilot to fly for a major U.S. airline. So American Airlines created this award uh, two years ago, and it recognizes a mid-career female director 
with a $50,000 unrestricted grant. And Deborah Granick is winning that this year. I wish she was up for uh, Best Director at the Oscars. And, you know, the, my usual problem with the Spirit Awards is it often just ends up being another accolade on the shelf of whoever ends up winning the Oscar. And that's usually what happens. Like, Glenn Close is up for Best Actress. She'll probably win this and then win the Oscar. But I like when it's a wholly different group of nominees than you're going to get the night after. And that's at least what you get in the Best Picture and Best Director categories so i'm no I'm, I'm very excited for it this year and uh you know if you have ifc this is worth watching on your cable tv that yeah. is once again happening on february 23rd it's the day before the oscars uh which will be of course on february 24th and we'll have the both of you in uh, to our red carpet extravaganza before then i'm excited and and uh you know i will we'll talk a, a little later about it uh maybe next week but I'm throwing a, a Oscar party that That's I'm trying true. that I'm trying to get Matt Fagerholm to come to. Uh, I'm throwing it along with uh, Sandy T, and we'll yeah. give out the details and all that Sweet. stuff. Let's as, do that as, next week as, as, as well. Uh, I, I do want to say one thing, uh, Jill, and I can't sing this, but I really because it's the award season. If you could sing it for me, I think this is the most wonderful time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year. I sing that on opening day of baseball season. Yeah. <laughs> thank, 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 thank you so much. I didn't. You know, you see, I didn't ask Daniel, right? I mean, he's I got, probably, I got a, a, a rich tenor, but you're never going to hear it. You know, <laughs> snooze, you lose. With films getting snubbed and names getting flubbed. Oh. Uh, right it is the most good. wonderful time yeah, in right we there. can't beat that actually that's going out on a on a high note literally and figuratively <laughs>